0: Cybersecurity is turning into a social phenomenon. Investor interest, public pressure, employee demands, and governmental regulations are strengthening the incentive for organizations to track and report cybersecurity goals and metrics within their environmental, social, and governance efforts as a business requirement. Gartner's traditional culture improvement efforts that focus exclusively on awareness are failing to facilitate secure behavior. A key theme for security and risk management leaders in the coming years is the increasingly distributed ecosystem that has led to a loss of direct decision-making control. In this podcast for future CISO, we are joined by Alex Lay, VP and GM for APJ at Proofpoint for his take on how organizations can improve cybersecurity risk outcomes in distributed ecosystems. Alex, briefly, can you provide a state of data protection today among organizations across Asia?
1: I'll give you a couple of high-level summary, right, you know, from what we've, seen, what we've seen from the customers. And then if you, there's anything you want to dive deeper into, we're happy to do that as well. I think the first one is uh, insider threat has become a lot more visible across the industry for many, many years. I've been cyber for a long time, as you are, uh, Alan. It used to be when we talk about data protection, it's purely about the data the content you know the documents and so forth but as we went into pandemic and people are working remotely they are working in less protected places right you know on the lightly managed the laptop or ipad or phone they're working a, co- a coffee house over unencrypted uh, you know wi-fi and so forth we're definitely seeing you cannot trust the person that is apparently accessing the data sometimes they're compromised sometimes they're pretenders and sometimes they are rogue uh, insider as well and so Sometimes they're just downright malicious, right? So when we speak with the customers, we've seen, based on the survey, there's a 44% increase around the concern on the insider threat. So that's number one. Second one is um, kind of on the same theme is around social engineering, because when you think about when you're remote, you're working off of everything on network and applications and so forth, you're not seeing people face to face. There's a lot more opportunity for the attackers to come in and using social engineering technique, right? You know, advertising fake services. So people People download apps and so forth. There's a lot of real, a lot of real examples, uh, including in Singapore, they're advertising uh, cleaning services, right, and then luring people into downloading stuff. And then the third one I personally think is the most interesting is, um, you know, attackers always go to where the money is, right? And when you look at today, people are not meeting in person, social engineering, all that. What's really interesting is there is an outcome of uh, supply chain attacks, right? As we know, supply chain has gone through tremendous amount of uh, changes and disruption. And we're all doing business almost completely online now, via email, via conferencing. So we're seeing a ton of attackers coming in and leveraging the inherent. Trust, right, based on the existing relationship you already have, but they're redirecting that money somewhere else. On that one, what's interesting is there is both a social aspect, right? So that's on the you know pretending to be somebody else, you know, writing emails, hijacking emails. But there's also a technical component. When you think about you are a company and you deal with dozens or hundreds of suppliers and they're sending you documents or email and all that, right? If you authenticate. For who you are, then it's it's more reliable. So I'm going to go into a slightly technical portion here. Obviously, there is a standard called a Dmarc on the on the internet that's you know that basically signs and authenticates uh, communication between companies. And when you look at Asia, we're only looking at maybe seven percent at uh, at the full authenticated uh, stage, which we call reject, right? Which means vast majority of the business to uh, business kind of an email and digital communication is not signed, it's not authenticated. So that gives the att- hackers a lot of uh, opportunity to come in
0: in your view what are prevailing cultural practices that are hindering better outcomes when it comes to data protection
1: there's actually a lot but i'm going to just home into one because when you start talking about data protection and cyber threat right gradually this is becoming a ceo level concern becoming as a board level concern But by and large, I think in Asia, the cybersecurity practitioners and the board level people, they're not communicating effectively today. There's a lot of reasons for it, but I would say that if you surveyed all the, you know, CISO, chief information security officers across Asia, most of them would say the alignment between board and cybersecurity practitioner is probably less than 30% in most cases that we see. They're talking different tangents, requiring different things, and they're communicating in different styles. One of the best things that we think a company can do right and this has nothing to do with technology it's really around aligning the interest between you know the company interests, the business interests between at a board level and the cybersecurity level
0: Gardner says traditional culture improvement efforts that focus exclusively on awareness are failing to facilitate secure behavior and have led to a loss of control amid increasingly distributed ecosystem now specific to Asia do you agree with this assessment
1: by and large, I would agree, right? So and there's an extension to that. So first of all, I think human nature has always been when there's a problem, we try to fix it. And we fix it by using a big stick and beating people with it on the head. I think uh, using the Asian context, I think that punishment against wrongdoing mindset is very strong across many cultures. But as we probably also can attest from speaking with the colleagues and even your children, your family, punishment doesn't always work, right? This is why the traditional... Assumption that when you have a problem, you go fix that by brute force. That kind of a cultural transformation almost never works. That's that's in our in our experience. But where we do see things can be very effective is if you really study the the psychology of people and where how you can change the way that people own up to a an, an issue and then make that their own and get really good outcome. Is you have to incorporate them into that process, right? You gotta make people as a part of the program. If they own up to that issue, they own up to the program, they become accountable and they're the owners now of the, of the new outcome. That can be extraordinarily powerful. So I'll use a really quick example. Every company has cybersecurity training, right? You know, we all have that. But if you just come in one year and then do a training for 30 minutes and then you test them and then after that for 364 days and 23 hours, they forget about it, right? That's not cultural changing what we kind of see working better is you align the uh you know training and the best practices with what's actually happening to the world today and what's happening to your job and then really aligning people to the business outcome for the company right so if you know that what you do directly contributes to the company's success and contributes to your life livelihood right to the entire success for the whole company then it's not just the training in a half an hour it becomes a lifestyle and that changes the behavior for the entire company
0: Can you recommend strategies or practices to improve how organizations can improve data protection outcomes for the company in today's distributed ecosystem?
1: There's a few things, right? We see, you know, again, insider threat already kind of talked about, so I'm going to leave that aside. I think the hackers coming in, that's a huge issue. But that one has been recognized for a long time. So I'm not going to talk about that so much either. But let's talk about the distributed ecosystem. And, you know, let's talk about just people trying to do their jobs. They're well-meaning, but they're probably careless or not well-trained enough. A really good example would be, You think about a support engineer. There's a lot of support engineers around the world today, right? And they are a particular place. Could they be even in a BPO call center in the Philippines? Maybe, right? And they're supporting multiple customers. So their job necessitates their handling sensitive data, and they're working with upstream suppliers and downstream providers right? And they're in a complex ecosystem. And what is the nature of their interaction with them? Phone call, email, document sharing. So when you have sensitive data and you by necessity, you got to do your job and share that out. But maybe you want to cut corner, and get things done faster. Maybe certain things don't work. Business process is broken. So you circumvent a business process so you can do the job. But when you're doing that, you open up a hole for data protection. You create liability for the company. You create a regulatory issue. You create, you know, room for potentially hackers to come in. You know that's the reality of the world that we're living today. So whatever we do, we have to really ensure that business processes have to make sense, right? They need to be well designed. We need to review that. And two is we gotta have the ability to allow the right data to get to the right people in a distributed ecosystem. But the third one, also important, is when you do that, there's always bound to be issues, right? We need the ability to monitor and govern the the data used when they are going outside the parameters when they go against the policy when they go circumventing the policy we have to be able to see that and we have to be able to enforce that somehow
0: and as a follow-on to that what needs to happen though to facilitate your recommendations in a sustainable manner
1: I'll give you an example. And this is where I think when you talk about organizational cultural changes, changes at the head is really important, right? That's why I remember when you were asking me, how do we change the company company's behavior and where's the mismatch? Board-level concerns. So when security has a seat at the board level and the board is encouraging of that engagement, that meaningful engagement in the governance model on cybersecurity, and they get an investment in the power and in the, in the, in the cultural support to change things, things generally work really well. One of the examples um, that I've seen from a customer organization is there is a particular company, and so they were pushing the messaging that phishing emails are dangerous, right, and security is really important. And this person will be dressed in a yellow raincoat, right, and walking around with a fishing rod. And this is the fisherman. And every month, the fisherman is coming in, trying to lure information from you, have a funny conversation. But you see, this is where cultural and cultural uh, aspects, you know, is a funny, fun process, very engaging. Versus a technical control in the, in the board level control, all these things dovetail together and meaningfully changes the way that people remember and enforce their own behavior, you know, their expected behavior around, you know, a particular security control, which is phishing email.
0: That was Alex Lay, VP and GM for Asia Pacific and Japan at Proofpoint on the topic of Improving Cyber Risk Management Outcomes in Distributed Ecosystems. You are listening into podcasts for future CISO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CISO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CISO. Bye for now.